Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody welcome back to another episode of your absolute favorite podcast tied with our other podcast <laughs> this is but am i wrong and my name is megan and i am joined by my co-host producer the light of everybody's life you're really Melissa. starting this in the same way that you start don't blame me <laughs> <sighs> okay you know it's just hard because we record them back to back but yes. more specifically there are so many common things like both of us yes are there for both of us. People are writing in slash calling in. Yeah, it's similar. And this is a podcast about people who are wrong, which is a wild coincidence because we are two perfect human beings who've actually never been wrong ever. I've, what does wrong mean? Honestly, I've like heard about it. It kind of sounds like fake news. Like it's like mm-hmm. sounds like a conspiracy theory because I just like really can't relate. Like every test I've ever taken, I've never gotten an answer that like wasn't correct on the first try and I just I guess it must be a big struggle for people who Mm. can't be perfect all the time it's hard it's really I mean to carry the burden of being two flawless human beings burden curse blessing you know a gift a gift we we carry a basket full of gems truly gems gems uncut gems I was just softies and Uncle John's. I literally had a nightmare about them. Like it was playing in my nightmare over and over (laughs) again. And I hate it. I had to mute the sound like or do the thing on TikTok where it doesn't play that sound anymore. But so many people have spliced it into other videos that it's just... (sighs) I have such strong feelings about people who made those videos. I am fine with women making videos, making fun of that. As soon as a man does it, I'm like, excuse me, what? Like, no, 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 no. This is for the girlies. Like, you are not, you're not allowed to do that. And Mots was laughing because I would like laugh. It would like happen like, because it was so popular on TikTok. I was literally watching one of a woman doing it and I was laughing. And the next one was a guy doing it. I was like, that's fucked up. And he was like, okay. I was like, no, it's no. true. Same with like if I seen something that black creators are making and then a white person does it and I'm not happy with it. So I feel it you. is fully valid. I mean, I not like I feel you, but like I understand both. Exactly. So this podcast, we tell people where, 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 where they're wrong. I mean, sometimes where they're wrong, but if they're wrong. So we're going to talk about things in our own life uh, or possibly hot takes. And we'll read them. We'll decide who was wrong in that situation. And then we'll talk about it in context of like pop culture, current events. And we will nominate the Rachel of the Week, a.k.a. the Asshole of the Week. And then you can head on over to our Instagram and vote. So We upload these episodes on Thursdays and the voting usually takes place on Friday. But if not, you just got to keep checking back because it will be up. I've been good. Yeah. I'm pretty good about it. You can head on over there to vote. And if you vote incorrectly, I'm not a fan of the prison industrial complex, but like you will be in voting jail if you vote incorrectly. This is like one that's not for profit. So. We're about reform. Like, we want you to reform. This has been reformed. It's not a forever thing. And then you you learn and then you get out. And then you can vote again because Mm -hmm. we believe. Yeah, we believe. (laughs) That formerly incarcerated people should be able to vote. We thoroughly believe that. Like, we are laughing, but we do. But we do. we, We genuinely believe that. It just is a perfect thing. Speaking of police and stuff. So I asked my parents to get me a ring for my birthday. My dad thought I meant like an actual ring, like for your Oh, you meant 
Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yes, but I for sure thought that too. Yep, (laughs) because people, it might happen now, but a lot of just randos have been showing up at my door asking random things. Like I was literally taking a nap and someone was beating at my door. They woke me up out of my nap. You know, I don't sleep with clothes on. They were still Uh banging on my door for me to, I got dressed, went to the door and it was literally, and it was on Monday too, which is, a holiday so I'm like Mm -hmm. why do they have you out here working but he was just like I've heard that spectrum has been slowing your neighborhood and I work with AT&T and we and I was like you seriously were beating on my door for this I wonder how he gets paid probably by signing people up is what I'm thinking but so I just I got a ring so that I can just like talk to people and tell them to go away and the ring app you think next door is bad? The Ring app is like next door on steroids. Like those, the people that are reporting shit are on there are like, I think they are the cops. <laughs> <laughs> like it's bad. Oh no. What did you see? Uh, it's just, I can, I can open it. I can just look at my notifications right now and I guarantee there's something stupid. Mail theft. A young man came in our yard and went through our mailbox and stole something and ran. I Like most of these things I don't believe. And like, for instance, the video is here and there's literally someone that's just walking by. Like they're not in the mail. Well, I was going to be like, I'm sorry. What are you expecting in your mail that someone would have stolen? And also like, did you watch it happen or do you watch it on like repeat like do you like go back like every night and watch your ring camera footage and then here's someone two prowlers checking car doors within 20 minutes they're just somebody's walking by the car like (laughs) what oh that is that's the cops (laughs) yeah 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 wow damn because next door at least like you're i mean it gets wild because you're just taking like their word for it very rarely are they including like a video or a photo evidence but that is kind of more just like okay we're watching the same video right right that's like i think people get because i haven't set mine up yet because i don't want just because you know how my house is like it has a i don't even know what you call it but i don't want to drill into it so i'm getting a thing that like attaches to my door and so i haven't put it up yet but I think it works by like when there's motion and it'll record. So I think that's what it is, is that it's people are just uploading what's being recorded. Yeah. OK, that makes sense. And they probably get a note, like a push notification yeah. when it records something. Yeah. People are <laughs> bored. Yep. Like people are bored. Mm-hmm. Well, should we get to the results? Yeah, let's do it. OK, who is wrong? Episode 15. First up, we have me versus the upper middle class is worse than rich people. And 8% said I was wrong and 92% said that I was not wrong. And I align with the 92%. Well, I mean, it is your thing. So it truly is. <laughs> and the 8%, they definitely went to Atlantis as kids. Hmm. The resort. Mm-hmm. I know what it is. Did, have you ever been to Atlantis? I know what it is. You've been to Atlantis. <gasps> okay, you're up next. <laughs> I can't. I forgot about this, this photo. stupid little lion with the heart fade. So <laughs> me versus the commercialization of Valentine's Day, i.e. Builder Bear After Dark. 8% said I was wrong and 92% said that I was not wrong. And I do, most of the people that said I was wrong is because they think that the bears are really cute. Uh-uh. They're weird. Also, are we have the exact same percentages. Yes. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up we have writer number one versus the people that obsess over her dog. 93% said other people. 7% said the writer. And um, I align with this. I think someone said something that they were like, I would have understood if it was um, like the person who sold her the dog or something like that, like wanting to check in. But like when it's someone who like it didn't own the dog before, it's weird. All dogs have like five siblings and just imagine all those people trying to contact you to see the dog it's weird yeah you know like you just if you hit it off with one person who has like your dog sibling like go on a for sure play date that's fun but like 
the the checking in it, as if like they have some sort of ownership is just weird. Yeah. So then we've got writer number two verse not including Fern and her bridal party. This might be our most controversial one yet. We've got mm-hmm. 48% saying the writer is wrong and then 52% saying her friend is wrong. I mean, I think it's valid. It's one of those mm-hmm. things that it's just like, I don't think the intention is wrong, but I think the actual execution. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay, next up, another pretty divisive one. Mm-hmm. Writer number three versus the anti-vax classmate whose mom died. 40% said writer is wrong. 60% said writer is not wrong. And a lot of the messages we got with this were people saying the same thing that we were, that they were like, I don't think the writer is... I think that they are describing their feelings incorrect. No, I don't want to say describing their feelings incorrectly, but like that what they're doing is not being like insensitive, like to someone's loss. And so that I think I I definitely agree with. Yeah. And I think also because the writer in the question asked two different questions, then people were like, this would have been one that the slider would have been good for. But you all lost slider fucking privileges. You lost the privileges. Sorry. (laughs) Someone would ask me, like, well, can't you do like an option having like three options? And I was like, no, we can't. It's a poll. It's either or. And if Mm -hmm. we do the other kind, the other one, it's multiple choice question. It's not a poll. And it's there's a correct answer. And so then you're going to see that there's a correct answer and then people are going to try and vote to align with what they think is the quote unquote correct answer. Writer number four versus boyfriend slash long distance boyfriend bad sex. I think that's how I sent it to you. It is. okay, And I I did not do that. I think that you in my brain, I'm like, Megan will fix this so it'll be marketable. Here's the thing. Sometimes I do, but then there's ones that I like, our brains are too succinct. So I look at that, I go, that makes sense. Like, I go, that doesn't need any more context. Like, because like we think the same. Yes. And so I screwed up with this one. And I will also say that I screwed up in the voting of this one because it was like, I think the writer is wrong. And then the other one was. So this was your second stab at it. No, 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 no. This is my first stab. This is my first stab. The second stab is at the very end. We'll okay. like we'll do that as the last one. But on this one, it was 31% said writer and 69% said I love cheese stick. But when I saw 69% said I love cheese stick, I go, <laughs> I did something wrong. <laughs> I I must have messed up how I described the two opposite sides. And uh, because I was I would have been vastly disappointed. So just know as an audience that like I knew that it had to have been my bad because there is no way we foster an audience where 60 percent people like love cheesesteak. Right. Okay. We'll, we'll come. We'll circle back to that one. We will. So uh, the wrong of the week, one of them was filming unsheltered people and posting on social media. 98% said people who film it and 2% said people who are offended. You probably noticed in the edit that Melissa and our editor did a wonderful job of splicing in because the term that I used in the call a decent amount was homeless people, not people who are experiencing homeless or unsheltered people. I did get one message from someone who did not understand the terminology of that. And it is just far more humanizing. Exactly. That was something that I wanted to make sure that I knew that, but not to the extent that I knew it until after the episode where we talked about people who have died by suicide. That's when I learned far more about how you speak about people experiencing homelessness. So that's why that was edited in there. And because someone said they're like, this feels very much like not calling people disabled and calling them like differently abled. And this is a term that I have since educated myself on through people who have previously experienced homelessness and who actively work in that community. So that is like the term most associated with said community and preferred. And obviously yeah. not by everyone, but just wanted to clarify that. All right. And my wrong of the week was Matt Walsh. <laughs> I love this picture that you put up. It's a trash can with a microphone. And uh, 99% said that Matt Walsh was wrong. And 1% says I'm a transphobe. So margin of error. We've got at least like three different people who have said that that was accidentally yeah. that. So we might have one admitted transphobe and we'll figure that out and then uh circling back to writer number four again versus their boyfriend with the bad sex and 
8% now said the writer is wrong, and 92% said writer is not wrong. So that was much better statistics. <laughs> so I felt a lot better about that, and I wasn't having an existential crisis about how we created a community of people who love cheese stick. <laughs> like, if I've done nothing, I hope it's that, like, if we have failed you in that you are, like, sucking smelly dicks, I will never forgive myself. No. no. Ever. <sighs> Macaroni sound great. Macaroni smell awful. No. Like, hard, hard, hard pass. Okay, should we go into, uh, but am I wrong? Let's do it. So, this week, uh, well, last week from this recording, it was my birthday actually a week from today. And um, I got a lot of lovely birthday wishes. And then I had also a lot of, I will say mostly associates, I wouldn't really call them friends asking me, I mean, all my friends asked me what I was doing. But like associates were like, we need to do something for your birthday. And I was like, no, we don't. First of all, it would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I got some really good news that you know about. I'm not really sure. Publicly, but the day before, like I got some really good news and I've been really working on a project and that was my focus on my birthday. Like that's what yeah, I was you doing. You postponed your celebration yes. and like your friends know that, mm-hmm. that like this is my birthday, but yeah. we are going to celebrate from this day forward. Yes. And all my friends were like, this is actually like the best birthday present. Very happy for me. And then it's like associates. No, we have to do something for your birthday. I'm coming over. And I was like, absolutely the fuck not. And a lot of these people I haven't even seen in like two years. Like, and they just felt like the or like trying to make it seem like I didn't have friends and pitying me for not doing anything for my birthday. And I was just like, it's a choice that I'm not doing anything. I like, this is not like a, oh, I, I'm, I can't do anything. No, this is, I'm working on something very important that I'm really enjoying. Get the fuck out of my business. Like, and they knew what, like I told everyone what it was. So it's not like, it's just like, it's, those people that like are they feel like they need to like have some say in your life and I'm I'm just tired of people like that that I actually thought that I had pushed a lot of them out anyway so I need people in my corner that are only here to celebrate and not be part of the celebration you know actively participate versus making it about them of being like I'm here to save the day and you're like yeah uh, the day no. doesn't need saving. Like, yeah, I'm stoked. I've got a lot of really like great things going on. And I am like waiting to do the celebration until after I finish this thing that I've been mm-hmm. on a roll on with that I've really enjoyed. That I have to have finished by Friday. I did some stuff, but like for the most part, I didn't work. But it was because I've been working straight for so many days that I I needed a break and I used that for my birthday. But like, don't try to throw me a pity party. No. And I, anyone who just wanted mm-hmm. to try and just show up at your place. They don't I'm know like, me at all. It actually, and they also didn't know where I lived. So I don't know where they were going with this. <laughs> where are you going to go? Sure. Go ahead. Find me. Yeah, truly. Well, happy bladed birthday. Thank you. Very excited for your happy news and when people hear about it. And I know that they will be happy and happy to celebrate when the time is right. Mm-hmm. So my what am I wrong? It, it marks an, a momentous occasion. Obviously, we know that Moss broke his hand and therefore a lot of the stuff that he's been doing, I now do and mm-hmm. or we do together. Mm-hmm. So Trader Joe's, I have not mm-hmm. been going to the grocery store since the pandemic started. And I've been like a couple times, but like I don't do the regular weekly grocery shopping, especially because Trader Joe's in LA is... I can tell you the last day I stepped into Trader Joe's. It was two days before everyone was freaking out about the pandemic. Some people were like wearing like face things, but it wasn't like official that this is what you should be doing. Like people had on like scarves and stuff over their mouths and people I was in a lane where this woman was pissed off that that there was no hand sanitizer because everybody had bought it up. And it was, we were actually recording that day and I went because I had to get us snacks. An occasion. Like yeah. that is like, I will I will always remember my last grocery trip. But like 
two days before. And it was me and this woman in line. And she had her four kids with her and her mom. And her kids were just like fooling around. And she goes, can you watch this mom while I go get the other one? I was like, for sure. So like, I'm watching her kids. And one of the boys was like trying to like grab stuff. And I go, no, I will tell your mom. Like, I'll tell, I will rat on you. I am not on your side. Her and I are vibing. And her and I were like complaining about all the other people in there. But like, yeah, it's a momentous thing that you remember. And that wasn't even yeah. Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. But so we went because we need to pick up some stuff that I have been supremely missing. And it was a yeah. Sunday. I was missing my garlic dip. And I was mm -hmm. like, I missed my garlic dip and my pesto. And I was like, this is, I need this bag. And the affordable almond butter. And people outside, like there, you know, there's always like two people outside of most grocery stores, but specifically Trader Joe's who I'm not going to name any organizations because I don't know the specific organizations, but like environmentalist organizations or like signing a petition, like something like that. And they're always very progressive things. Mm -hmm. And these people are not wearing masks and they are asking people to sign these petitions about like global warming and saving our planet and greenhouse gases and like all of these very important things. And they're standing there with their shirts and their Birkenstocks and their big smiles and their clipboards and their I care about the environment shit without masks on. And I was just floored. And it was like, excuse me, ma'am, do you have a second or two to talk about the environment? And I literally could not get away fast enough. And I was so just blown away because I'm like, either this is a personal choice on both of you, which I think these two people, I don't think you're working for the same organization. And one person was literally standing right in front of the entrance or your companies have said like, you know what gets these people to sign these petitions? A smiling face. Make sure they can see your smiling face. So whatever side of it it is, like, fuck that. Like, fuck that. Get out of the way for, like, this thing that people... That's, like, sitting outside of a fucking pharmacy doing shit. Like, this is, like, an essential place that people need to go. Your petitions can wait. Ever heard of change.org? Like, send a fucking link. Like, put it in your bio. Like, do something like that. Or, at the very least, if you want to do this in person and you want to connect with people, even though you're handing people a pen and everybody's touching all of the same shit, don't do it outside of an essential business that people have to go to. And or wear a goddamn fucking mask. Oh my God. 100% agree with you. Another person that was beating on my door yesterday was one of these people asking to sign for something. And she also did not have on a mask. And she also, and it also freaked me the fuck out because she knew my full name because it's, I'm a registered voter. And so she was like, kept saying my name over and over again, like through the door before I even opened the door. And so I am on your side completely. You are not wrong. These people need to be more respectful. And like, I kept asking the woman, I was like, what is this about? At first I thought I was like, somebody's suing me. Like I'm getting, like, I thought somebody was like, you're, I'm getting served. And so I was like, just tell me what, the, I'm not just going to blindly sign my name on something. Tell me what this organization is for. And I was like, I'll do research. And if this is something that I agree with and I'll sign it but like if you're going to be in front of people asking for signatures for something that is a progressive topic why are you not wearing a mask like know your fucking audience right know your goddamn fucking audience and it just makes me so mad also because most of the time those people are getting paid potentially absolutely yep. nothing and they are just volunteers or if they are getting paid they're getting paid like absolute jack shit and it's just okay. like who are you doing this for? Like, right. this is so unnecessary. You're making me hate the environment. I'm like, fuck you and your fucking cause. Yep. And I don't, I love the environment and I want to protect the environment. But like right now, like just to spite you, I'm like, burn the rainforest down, motherfuckers. <laughs> like I hate it. And I've had to like get good with my faces of absolute disgust while I'm wearing a mask because so much of it is like the mouth movements and so mm -hmm. I really had to work on like the wide eye like grimace face with like the eyebrows just to make sure that they could really see my point that I was conveying and I need to stop talking about this because I was so mad <laughs> Mons was like calm down it's okay yeah you're not wrong I'm with you 100% so now it is time for but are you wrong and this is where we read your submissions and let you know whose team we're on. And if you want to send us one, 
It is an email address, but am I wrong pod at gmail.com. Keep it under 300 words. And we ask if you're going to use it's anonymous. So like don't use people's real names, but use fake names. Don't use mm-hmm. abbreviations or letters, numbers, symbols, <laughs> you know, like ampersand. Mm-hmm. And let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are both, both very sexy ones. So be warned. Okay. I'm I'm warned. <laughs> I, 21-year-old female, college student, and am best friends with Kate, 21 female. Kate has lots of friends, while I tend to have a few very close friends, of which Kate is one of. Two years ago, Kate introduced me to Abby, 21 female. Abby and I immediately had sexual tension, and Kate picked up on that. Kate told me not to hook up with Abby, but six months later, I did. Three months ago... I told Kate about this and apologized, which she accepted. Now I'm becoming close with Kate's other friend, Cam, 21 male. He is very emotionally intelligent, genuine, and respectful. Rare traits of a 21-year-old guy in college. Why did I read that and immediately think red flags? Me too. That's exactly (laughs) what I thought. (laughs) Red flag. I've had a crush on Cam for a while. Last night, Kate... Cam and I went out and while Kate was in the bathroom, Cam asked me to go home with him, which I initially brushed off. Towards the end of the night, Cam offered to walk me home. During the walk, Cam expressed to me that he was interested in me and would have made a move a while ago if it wasn't for Kate. The next day, I told Kate that Cam asked me to go home with him. Kate wasn't upset, but said she would not want Cam and I to hook up as it would likely turn into a friends with benefits situation, which Kate would not like. But Kate said she did think I should get to know her friend, Jen, 20 female. Jen and Cam are friends with benefits. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I am interested in Cam more. I am also interested in Jim. Am I wrong to sleep with Jim after Cam has expressed interest in me? In a non-messy world, I would love to date Cam, but I can respect Kate and her boundaries as I really value our friendship and have learned from my past mistakes with Abby. But would I be wrong to let Kate set me up with Jen after Cam has expressed interest in me? (laughs) Do you have jobs? They're in college. No, they're in college. This is what college kids do. That makes way more sense. I was like, this is full time. Like... Yeah. This is a lot. This seems like a lot of fun to me. I'm not going to lie. This seems like college Melissa, this would have been a blast. Adult Melissa, no. But college Melissa sounds like a good time. I don't understand what Kate's problem is, to be honest. Like, why is she cock blocking, cat blocking you on so many different levels? Yeah, I'm just kind of like, if Kate's thing is like, she's equally close with these other people, or if it's like hometown friend, or if it like would ruin her friendship with other people, like, okay, I would like get that, but it might just potentially ruin your friendship with her. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you're just like hooking up with people and then like ruining her friendships, if I was her, I'd just be like, okay, I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. Like cutting off, like my friends can hook up with you, but like, I can't have a friendship with you because if they're ending things with you or you're ending things with them, like I need to be able to be on their side. Like, but also it's like in college, everyone's hooking up with everyone regardless. Well, also, like, my question is, like, why Jen and why not Cam? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it doesn't seem like the issue seems like she has specific people that are like, okay, like she's a green light list and a Mm -hmm. red light list. And like, why? But also, like, her telling you, like, well, if you hook up like Cam and you would just be friends with benefits, I'm not okay with that. Like, and you're saying, like, well, if it wasn't messy, I would like to date him. And so, like, if you want to date him, date him. Like, just because she said it would be friends with benefits, is that what he said? Right. Also, I like how for Cam was. I would like to go home with you. (laughs) Yeah, that gave me the ick. I'm like, okay, for sure. But I would say if you, like, want to hook up with Cam at any, like, point and you, like, want to date him, like, you're saying you want to date him, like, no, don't hook up with Jen. Like, that's like, that I think, like, or if you want to be friends with benefits with both, why not? Go for it. Yeah. But I think if you want to date him, that yeah. regardless of like, fuck yes. Kate in this situation, it might, Cam might not be super into that. Yeah. But damn, this is, here's the thing I love the whole like casualness of like college and, you know, even high school, like dating and hooking up and all of that. 
I will never, ever, ever be under like the the like incestual kind of like friend groups where they all just hook up with each other. That to me, I have such clear boundaries on where it's like I have friends that I'm very okay being tunnel buddies with. But then I have a couple of friends that I'm like, that would disgust me to no end. But it's not like the the writer is hooking up with Kate, you know? No, that's true. Are we going to assume that the friend group right now is Kate, Abby, Cam, and the Jen. writer, and Jen? I think it's a whole bunch. And like, bunch. who's Kate hooking up with? Right. This is what I think should happen. I think the writer, Jen, and Cam should all hook up at the same time. And my firm belief is the writer is not wrong and you should hook up with, ever, with whoever you want. I agree. Unless they are Kate's old hookup that she is vehement about you not hooking up with that's only yeah if kate has like a good reason Mm -hmm. then like or if it's like hey this person is like a predator like yeah don't but like if it's just that like kate would prefer you to be with someone else like you can say like oh i think that like you'd really mesh well with this other person more but like that's where that kind of ends you can't control that i think that writers should do that writers should look up with jen and cam and i think that kate has hooked up with Abby and, and Cam. And Cam. Mm. That's what I think. Okay. You know, she's trying to like mm-hmm. put you in the other position. Maybe at the end of the day, you and Abby just need to hook up. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe what that that's what this boils down to. Uh, okay. I'm 28, she, her, and my dad, who is disabled, and I own a small business. It's a tiny liquor store, and we've been in the same location for years. We're in a shopping center, but our suite is a standalone. We only have four parking spots in front of our store that technically belong to us, none of which is handicap spots. We don't even have a ramp. This is something we've been trying to get fixed, so even the closest spots are not very accessible. There are lots of other parking spots in the larger slash shared portion of the shopping center where there's a large grocery store. That's where employees tend to park. There's a girl who works at an insurance firm that is also in the same shopping center who always parks her huge truck from morning to night right in front of our door. We have customers that will sometimes leave if all of our parking spots are taken because they're not trying to walk all the way from the larger slash shared parking lot. My dad also sometimes has to walk really far on his walker in order to get to the store. I left her a note asking for her to please not use our customer parking, but when she found the note, she came into my store and got very defensive. She kept parking there, so I had to go to her workplace and ask her to move her car. She wouldn't talk to me, but her boss was backing her up, saying that the parking lot should be open for anyone to park anywhere. We have customer parking only, authorized vehicles will be towed signs, and we are technically allowed to tow her, but I hadn't considered it until she kept parking there after I left the note. Am I being a Karen about this? Nope. No. Toe the bitch. No. If you're able to walk and you work there, you should be parking far away. Like it's not your parking spot. It's you're not a customer. Yeah. Like you're not wrong. Not at oh, there's this one specific place in Beverly Hills, this restaurant that I went to. It's like a laundromat. There's like a shopping center. So there's like lots of different things. Right in front of the laundromat, there's two handicap spots in this entire lot. There's probably only like I don't know, 15 spots in total. And every, like, the while we were sitting there, without a doubt, there was, like, six people who came and parked in the handicap spot, no handicap stickers. And they would go into the restaurant, any not going into the laundromat. And then they, like, would block people in. There was, like, this whole ordeal that they were, like, literally, like, then cars would park behind other people because they were just like being complete assholes and there was like the parking attendant like walking around being like is this anyone's car is this anyone's car is this anyone's car and people just have like zero understanding of that and they're just like who cares like fuck that i hate it in marina del rey the big shopping center that's over there where there's like a rouse and then a whole bunch of restaurants and stuff Mm -hmm. it's the worst parking lot and people do that do the same thing it pisses me off if you're going to double park and you're going to literally park somebody in, the only way that you, I think that you should be like, can do that is there's like a medical emergency yeah. or you're running in and somebody else is in the car uh-huh. with the keys who can move it as soon as someone comes and needs them to move it. Yep. Oh, it makes me so mad. <sighs> it's time to take a break and we will be back in two hops and a bunny tail shake. Oh. 
Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there oh and and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about book of the month is that every aspect of book of the month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. 
And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. (gasps) When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. I shook my bunny tail. You hopped and we're back. We're back. (laughs) All right. We've got another fun one here. I'm 25, she, her, and have been in a relationship with this guy, 26, he, him, for a little over a year. Let's call him Alex. When we just started dating, I wasn't necessarily looking for a relationship. And after a few times of seeing each other casually, I brought up that me and a friend had talked about having a threesome. I said kind of jokingly, but mostly to let him know that I would be up for it. We later got into a relationship and never spoke about this again. About five months in, Alex drunkenly brought up that he wouldn't want to have a threesome with the girl I asked about, but that he obviously would want to have a threesome with my best friend. I was kind of shocked as we hadn't had the conversation of a threesome in months. And I also found it really uncomfortable that he would bring up my best friend of 20 years. Oh, it's basically your sister. (laughs) Who is someone we regularly see regularly. When I later brought this up, he told me that he thought it was super weird that I brought up threesome that early and that in his mind, it was something I still wanted. I told him that for me to bring up a threesome with my friend two weeks in is worlds apart from him saying that he should that he would like to fuck my best friend when we've been in a relationship for five months. He didn't agree at all. Even after this conversation, he has on multiple occasions said to her while I'm next to him that she's hot and that any guy would want her. This situation made me genuinely question my thought process around this am i wrong for thinking this was out of line is it my fault for bringing up a threesome in the first place and then being upset when he tries to take action break up with him immediately break up with him yesterday this is a total red flag this is disgusting you're not wrong at all like early on when you're just hooking up with someone and telling someone that like yeah i'd be down to have a threesome with this friend of mine No, no, like him not wanting to do that is completely valid and totally fine. But he's not allowed to be like, even in the moment, if he then had turned around and had been like, well, I'd like to have a it's like saying like, well, I, you know, I wouldn't want to have a threesome with that friend of yours. But like, what about your sister? I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, that's like essentially what he's doing. But it's even worse because you've been in a relationship now. And now it's like, oh, now I want to cash that threesome offer in as if it's a fucking gift card voucher but he wants to swap out for your best friend and then making passes at her and like saying that she's like no and then turning around and being like well no like you said this like when you when you suggested no you didn't think it was weird you were into it you thought it was hot like shut the fuck up ew ew and he's thinking about it he's thinking about it all the time too yes that's disgusting Every time you guys are together, he's thinking about the next move to make to get the party started. Gross. 
It's disgusting. This is so uncomfortable for your best friend. Yeah. Like, so uncomfortable that you have to break up with him. He is like a literal flaming pile of garbage. Like, disgusting. I hate men. Ew. Ew. Disgusting. Break up with him. Disgusting. Break up with him. (sighs) Okay. Hi, Megan and Melissa. My ex-boyfriend and I broke up about four months ago after dating for a little over a year. For context, he would call me Peanut as my pet name instead of Babe, Baby, etc. He would always talk about how when we got a dog together, it would be so cute to name it Peanut because then he would have two peanuts. In hindsight, this is super cringe. You should see my face. (laughs) I've been really good about not stalking his social media, but the one day I decide to, he posted an Instagram story of a dog and I saw the collar and it said Peanut. Upon further investigation, I found out that he, in fact, did adopt a dog and still named it Peanut. Am I wrong for thinking this is fucking weird to still name your dog something that probably reminds you of your ex-girlfriend, hence the subject of this email? Or should I take it as a compliment? Love you both. That's super fucking weird. That's so cringy. I just hope you know that he knows that you viewed the story and, like, he's holding on to that. Yeah, it's like either like he wants you a part of his life in some form or he calls all his girlfriends peanut (gasps) and this is something he's just obsessed with. And now he's named the dog peanut, too. And he said that with like every girl yeah. he's ever dated. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's like you are you are not alone in this. Maybe you're like one of seven girls looking at his Instagram story going, oh, my <laughs> God, he's obsessed with me. <sighs> yeah, it's fucking weird, though. Like hella fucking weird. But I mean, like if you want to be flattered, be flattered. But it's weird and cringy. And my whole face was scrunched up as Megan was reading this. Yeah, I mean, I think that this aligns with him being cringe in general. So I also like would just like to say Mots calls me chicken. But if like we got a dog and named the dog chicken, like I don't like the idea of like my name being a dog. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that association, like I do not like that, especially when it's supposed to be like a romantic, loving pet name. And especially when it's a man, I'm like, are you calling me a bitch? Like, is that what this is? Like you, I am a dog. Like, no, 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 no. Oh, that is so funny. Okay. Now it is time for But Are They Wrong slash Rachel of the Week, where we nominate a person, an organization, or just an event, something happening in the world right now. And we say who is the ultimate piece of shit, and they get to wear the duty crown. (laughs) (laughs) So who's your, who would you like to nominate? My nominee for this week is anyone that creates countdowns for when... People are turning 18 and I'm not going to name the specific person who had the birthday this week, but the amount of things that I saw in regards to this was disgusting and people need to stop like sexualizing children that are technically becoming adults. The first time I saw this was when I was in sixth grade and there was a countdown online for when the Olsen twins would turn 18. Keep in mind, we're this, I'm the same age as them. So that's a big, like sixth grade (laughs) to 18. And people are counting down to this. And at that time, I was like, oh, this is cool. I can see like when, like counting down to when I'm like 18. I didn't understand the connotation. Yeah, I was a kid. I didn't understand the connotation of how many disgusting perverts there are out there that really think about this, that think that it's okay to sexualize minors and then have this whole, like, this is like they're like, you know, nod to like now, now I can do this because they're 18. No, you're still a disgusting pervert. I agree. This was literally almost what I picked that I had the exact same feelings when I saw the trending stuff this weekend. And it also just makes me so sad because the onus and responsibility will then be put on these young women turning Mm -hmm. 18 to not have bodies Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not exist in a visual space because in the defense of the of those people, I'm not I'm not defending those people, but I'm saying their defense to it is, well, she shouldn't have at like she's wearing that, so she asked for this. Like there's a, like mm-hmm. blah blah blah, as if purely existing and having a body as a woman, a is a choice, like right. is a personal choice that you've decided to do, and that 
you have to dress in a way that for the attention that you are trying to get Mm -hmm. when the issue is not what attention you're trying to get because you can want to dress any way to get the attraction or the attention of your friends, yourself, boys your age that you are interested in. It is like if you view that as a sexual thing as a grown-up and a fully grown adult, like, no. And I saw this TikTok that did like a really great job and it was a man that did it. And, you know, sometimes men do good things. And I was like, thank you. And the TikTok was about this. And it was like, well, stop coming after men for dating like 18 year olds. Like, you know, they're legal. And he was like, if an employer has to pay you minimum wage, it's because it's the law, but they want to pay you less. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, it's the exact same thing. The only reason you're using the defense is it's legal. It's because you would go lower. You would go lower, but it's illegal. But you are holding on to this. What? It's, It's legal. It's legal. I'm like that. (laughs) So, like, got you on a technicality as if, again, your employer doesn't want to pay you less than minimum wage. They're paying you that because it's what's legal. Mm -hmm. Ew. Gross. Ew, 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 ew. It makes me so sad. So fucking sad. I remember it with Miley Cyrus. Yeah. And I also didn't understand it. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, she can vote. Like, blah, blah. Like, I, I didn't get it until I got older. And I was like, oh, That's disgusting. My nominee is Coachella, a.k.a. Golden Voices, is the organization. Uh I'm pretty sure they also do Stagecoach. I'm pretty sure they do Stagecoach, too, but they do a lot of them. So Golden Voices, the organization, is historically (laughs) and present day constant shitstorm, constant trash. Big Republican fans, huge donors to Trump, very homophobic. Like, these are the founders, like the company who's like founded Coachella and all that. Mm -hmm. So they are horribly problematic themselves. But, you know, people have been able to kind of separate the art from the artist in this way, because let's be fair, most corporations are horrible, like just are. But they have lifted every single regulation for COVID for Coachella as well as Stagecoach. So they're not requiring vaccines. They are also not requiring masks, no social distancing, nothing. And like, I truly mean this, like this feels like it should be a crime. This feels like intentional, like genocide, like because these are over 100,000 people who you are then going to release and let back into the rest of the world. They come from everywhere. Like people travel by plane, people come internationally and you are going to have the biggest super spreader event and then be like, and go. Mm -hmm. And then they just fucking spread. And to me, this feels super illegal. Like this feels like really, 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 really illegal. And as somebody who's been to Coachella and Stagecoach a bunch of times, it is packed. You can't move. You can't people, at all. There's and so like, many people sneaking in. There's And they oversell it all the time. Yeah. There's never enough like space in general. And this is going to attract a crowd of people who are going to be very excited about like people who probably would have never even gone before who are now going to go just because they can and just because they can like not wear a mask and don't have to be vaccinated and all of that shit and you're going to have people the same people who would who got sick and then went into grocery stores like licked shit those people are going to attend i just can't with like the fact that like we like racially profile everybody who walks through an airport and like after 9-11 like everything became like super race driven and we're not going to call this domestic terrorism like one person put a razor in their shoe and then now all of us have to take off our shoes at airports like truly like it's just like what the fuck like what the fuck and so i am just floored like i am just like i feel like I shouldn't be shocked about things, but like I'm mostly just shocked about this in the sense that like this feels like the most blatantly obvious, like terrifying act of like intent, like genocide and domestic terrorism mm-hmm. that like it should be intervened by the government. Like I really wish it would. And it is so frustrating because it puts the onus on 
everybody in the rest of the world to be like, okay, cool. Now I have to like set aside the two weeks after Coachella to not leave my house because a fuck ton of those people are from LA and specifically in the industry. And I have friends who are immune compromised who literally have to get notes from their doctor to excuse them from going into the office for that entire month because of it. Like, what the fuck? And it's the like, well, if you're afraid, don't go. If you don't want to do that, don't go. No, no, no. I didn't consent to then seeing you at a grocery store. Right. I didn't consent to any of that shit. Like you want to go and you like, great, go do that on an island and then stay there. Mm-hmm. Like that's what this is. And it just makes me so, 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 so fucking mad. And anyone who's like, well, we have to get back to life eventually. No. No, we can't get back. We can't if things like this are happening. Like we can't get back to what life was because you're allowing things like this to happen. And like you truly believe that the responsibility for like immunocompromised people, like you think the responsibility for a cancer patient is like instead of everyone making sure that they wash their hands and like they're like social distancing and protecting those people like let's pull at the heartstrings like what about children with cancer? You mm-hmm. think, well, tough shit, tough shit. It's their responsibility, not mine. And to that question, do you drive drunk? Like, do you drive yeah. drunk? Like, do you give a shit and like at least own up and say like, yeah, I don't care about disabled people. Like, I don't care. And I don't care if people get long COVID and I don't care if then we have more disabled people. And I I just don't give a shit about anybody besides myself. And I would prefer to have those people die because that's what it, it feels like eugenics when people yep. just like don't give a flying shit about like susceptible communities or of people who are more likely to get sick and more likely to have like extreme long-term side effects, which by the way, you don't fucking know if you'll get long COVID. So there you go. You have, and you're speaking from experience. And it's miserable. Anyone who is like, well, we have to get back to normal. No, we don't. Like it's miserable. It's so fucking miserable. It's ruining my life. And like, it fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Like it fucking sucks. And if you are okay with like, not knowing, like statistically, there's three options. Let's say when you get COVID, you make a full recovery, you get long COVID or you die. So you want to take those chances, but then it's also not just about you. It's about everybody else. If you want to be reckless and make stupid decisions, you have to do that in a vacuum Mm -hmm. and you can't do it where everybody else is living their lives at all. Agree. I have gotten into spirited discussions with a few people these past few weeks because along the lines of the same people that were reaching out for my birthday and saying that I need to do something. And I was like, I have to be like careful about going out. And they're like, we all have to, you have to socialize, you have to get better. And I was just like, I have a lung condition. Like I cannot get COVID. I don't know what is not getting through people's heads. Like I literally right now, I can't do cardio longer than 20 minutes without being extra winded so like if I get COVID like it's over (laughs) and so and just because it may physically look like someone doesn't have something or and you don't know what people are going through in their lives like stop trying to force shit on other people no to me it is literally the same thing as them getting behind the wheel of a car drunk Mm -hmm. and being like get it come on get in the car you're gonna die eventually right it might be now but who cares I don't care. Like, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And so if you die now, fuck it. But then it's also being like, oh, you have pre-existing conditions. You're more. So take your seatbelt off. Right. Take your seatbelt off. Like, remove any of that protection that you might have. Make this stupid decision and then do it knowing that you are more prone to suffering long term from this. And I don't care because I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, It's just so fucking stupid. And when anyone says that shit, I'm like, you do not know or have not been like a safe place for anybody who is disabled to talk to you about their experience in their life at all. Because like you clearly just don't care Mm -hmm. and like you value the lives of healthy people over people with compromised immune systems. And that is eugenics. Yep. Oh, it makes me mad. And I'm hoping Coachella, like I'm hoping, I know the contracts are like really rough. And if you book Coachella, you can't perform another music festival for a certain period of time within a certain mile radius. And I am wondering what it is cancellation wise for performers. And I really, really hope that performers will pull out and not perform 
because I think that like if they have the ability to do that, I really hope they will. And I just the last thing I'll say about this is after everything that happened with Astroworld, this feels like a slap in the face to like all of the families who lost people there and like all of the people who have like suffered trauma for the rest of their lives for being at being there that now that was a preventable thing. And this is also a preventable thing. And this is something that like we know where this is going to end up. Mm-hmm. Like we know what this is going to be. And it's on a much bigger scale announcement wise than Astroworld. I didn't know about like the the lack of security and like the lack of like how oversold tickets like we didn't know about that. Like not everyone in the world knew about that before it happened. But this feels like the most preventable thing in the entire fucking world. And we've learned nothing. It's all about money. That's it all. That's yeah. what it comes down to is money. They missed out on their money opportunities for the last two years and they they want their money now. I wonder if that guy who did Firefest is working there now <laughs> because I'm like, this seems on brand. <sighs> Let's what's something positive? Let's see. Here's something. It's I mean, it doesn't it's not necessarily pertaining not to me, but that. it's good news. Okay. A lot of people are now reposting a lot of things that Z-Way's doing, like her show and even her YouTube clips. And she's getting like just more recognition and people are like who is this person i'm like where have y'all been but z-way is a wonderful person that just brings a smile to my face and it would make me the happiest person to be her friend at some point but i think she is phenomenal and i think that she is someone that everyone should be like following and looking into what she's doing watching her show on showtime looking at her youtube and things so go follow z-way She's a delight. I fully agree. We have evolved past the need for David Dobrik. And mm-hmm. like, why are we letting people like him have careers when Z-Way exists? Like, right. w- w- we, we're we good. Like, mm-hmm. we have we have what we need. She's so good. I, that's so funny you bring that up because I, Mott's like literally asked me the other day if we could rewatch the Caroline Calloway interview. And oh, I was like, sure. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I reread the Caroline Calloway like cut article and everything. And I want to put it out into the universe for anybody. I desperately want to play Caroline Calloway in a movie like so badly. Like that is my absolute dream. And I think I could crush it. And Z-Way would naturally have to play herself for the interview. Yeah. Where's my ally cookie? Like I could just I've got it. Oh, I also follow Caroline Calloway on my Finsta because I'm Our. really curious, like what she. Uh, are, yeah, you do have the password. <laughs> I I click on it all the time on accident. Hey, you know you can find some, see what I'm stalking. Yeah, but I desperately want to see what she posts on her Instagram stories. But when I tell you that, like, I found these screenshots on Twitter that from this viral thread about a lot of the shit that she was doing, like, it is so chaotic and I am like obsessed with it like it feels like she is like a not real influencer who's like put onto this earth like she feels like an alien thought that this is what it was and everybody's like whoa no 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 it's not like this but it's just it's just happening and like she like will mess up and she literally she literally like asked people to work for her for free for um this like event that she wanted a free photographer and videographer and wanted them to like send like reels and demos and like all of this stuff and then said it wasn't paid and then the next slide was like five minutes later being like okay here you all I guess it's problematic to ask people to not work for money and so like okay it'll be paid now and she's one where she's like so excited talking about how she's making salads for this event and then she was like this is really hard I'm getting really tired can you guys just like bring your own salads and I'm like this is not real like it's just real time on her Instagram story and I am obsessed I'm obsessed how does she not learn well that's what I mean I'm like maybe she's not like yeah, maybe that makes sense. That makes sense. Maybe she's like she's an like she was like created by aliens. She's AI. Like I love it. Uh well, that is it for the episode. If you want to leave us a review, we would appreciate that so much. And um, if you want to send us an email for the But Are You Wrong segment, send it on over to butamywrongpod at gmail.com. Follow our individual socials and head on over to our Instagram to see what wonderful photo we have posted to promote today's episode. And let us know. What should they comment down below? You can just comment the peanut emoji if you want. Yes. Or cute little nicknames that you would name 
both your significant other and your dog. They have to be the same thing. I was going to make a joke, but no matter which way I did it, it was either going to be like anti-women or like bestiality. So I'm not going to throw. Okay. Can I read a review, though, (laughs) to move on from that? Yep. Yep. Okay. This is from seriously question marks fix ASAP period. What a name. (laughs) The title is obsessed. I have been a longtime listener and big time fan of Megan and Melissa's podcasts. Don't blame me. And when I heard they were releasing a second series called But Am I Wrong? I was beyond excited. Megan and Melissa are both authentic, stay true to themselves and give great advice and perspective. It's clear they have a great friendship off screen and it shows in their podcast dialogue. Their banter back and forth is always so engaging and intriguing. They have a way of making it feel like you're their friend, too. I love listening and highly recommend this podcast and their other series. So nice. So nice. Thank you. That's a very nice one. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. We do. People do like our friendship. When we went to go get our nails done, the nail lady was like, you guys friends? We're like, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> she loved it. She just she loved did. it. She did. Uh. I also think the height difference thing, anytime like one of, <laughs> with one of my friends who's short, they just love like the, oh, look at it. I was like, mm-hmm. yep, it's, that's us. So cute. So cute. And we're real friends. We're not just here for, I mean, we exactly. started just here for podcasting, but we it evolved into an actual friendship. And we appreciate everyone recognizing it. So thank you for the reviews. And that is it. We will circle back next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. <laughs>